In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. While stress and anxiety are linked, they are actually two different states of being. And what you do to alleviate stress can actually make you more anxious. So you gotta know what tools to use when. I've got so many great strategies and tips that I've created a two-part series for this. Today, I'll teach you the key difference between stress and anxiety, and then outline my top seven tips for effectively dealing with stress. And then next week, we'll focus on my top anxiety strategies. So you're gonna, it, it's explosive, get ready. And since one of your best tactics for alleviating anxiety is to reduce the stress in your life, You'll want to stay right here, even if you think your only problem is anxiety, since I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to start living a more peaceful, joyful life. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy, and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. Welcome back. Hey, I am so glad you're here. Because what would I be doing if you weren't here with me? I would just be talking into space. And I never feel like I'm talking into space when I'm doing the podcast. I, I can see you. Thank you, thank you for all the amazing, God, I've gotten so many incredible emails and oh, the reviews. And might I say, I had already done this episode, which is so interesting, but someone left a review recently as I'm um, recording this and I forgot your name. I'm so sorry. It was a beautiful review. Thank you. And mentioned they'd like to see something on anxiety and I was already doing it. So great minds think alike, but I have gotten... Uh, quite a few emails and messages from people asking for these topics. And when I sat down to really do everything, I realized this is a two-parter. I'm going to end up giving you so much information. It would be very hard to really take it in um, 
you know, Andrew Huberman can do those four hour podcasts. God bless him. And he's a sexy bastard, isn't he? Um, <laughs> I love him. I have such a crush, not that kind of crush, like, an, like a, like a brain crush on him. Um, cause my man is fine. Uh, but anyway, but he's incredible. And if you haven't listened to him, I highly suggest it. If you like my podcast, you like his, um, but he, you know, they're long sometimes. I, I even I can't with all my sitting around get through them. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to do these shorter today. So here we go. And uh, if you haven't left a review yet, what's up? Come on, come on, throw me a bone, Wilma. Come on, leave a review, rate it on Spotify, like it on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, give me a little comment, even you know. It's, uh, these are wonderful things you can do for me if you feel like I'm doing for you. So, um, and it doesn't cost you a penny. Come on. Okay. So the research is pretty clear. Okay. And I say pretty clear. It is clear, unequivocal that your relationships with yourself and the people you love are worse off when you're stressed out. And I don't think that you have to be Freud to figure that out. Right. And I don't think it comes as a shock to anyone, but I'm going to get nitty gritty today as I always do. You know, so any, I don't know, fight with your friend, you have money worries, that nasty commute, little Jimmy's uh, newly diagnosed gluten allergy, all those long work days, all of those things bleed over into your primary relationship with your partner and really into all your relationships. And the research shows that the more frustrations and problems you have outside your home, the more stress and decreased satisfaction you'll have inside your home. So this means your relationship with your partner and your kids or whoever's really close to you really suffers with stress. So let's talk about how stress affects your relationship. You know, when you're stressed, you are more likely to ruminate. And let me, let me back up. So, and I'm going to talk a lot about kind of stress in the home today, but obviously, so I might say your relationship, meaning your partner, but if you're single, obviously stress might be an issue. And so, you know, always know that when I'm talking, it's everybody. It's just hard sometimes to say your mother, your dad, your partner, your kid, you know, I, I sometimes just pick a, pick a person, uh, but this applies anywhere. So if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're not, it, it, listen up. Okay. So basically, stress leads us towards rumination and negative thinking, okay? When, when you're in rumination, meaning you can't stop thinking about something, it's flying over and over in your head. And when you're in this type of mood, your partner gets stressed or the people at home get stressed, and then they're likely to withdraw from you in some way, right? They're stressed, you're stressed. And when that happens, you start to withdraw from them and everybody's left feeling, you know, abandoned, misunderstood, unsupported, and it all really sucks. So stress is affecting you and your relationships in ways you can't even imagine. A lot of times we just think of how stress affects ourselves, of course, which is also really bad. And I'm not even getting into today all of the physical detriments from sh chronic stress, you know, heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, you know, bad skin. I mean, all the things that's, I'm talking mental health today, but wow, if, you, if you're, there's so many physical issues that respond to stress, but when, so when you're stressed, you, again, it, it, you got a lot of this negative thinking. It's one of the things that happens. So that also means it, it hampers or obstructs your ability to focus 
Okay, so you have a hard time focusing. You have the reason is all these neurotransmitters running around um, telling you not to focus and to focus on whatever the stress thing is, thing that's stressing you out is. But it uh, so we can't focus as well. We can't. Uh, it impairs our ability to think and plan because our prefrontal cortex isn't working really well. It affects our judgment. It affects our listening skills. So you think you're listening well and you're not, you're at work and you're really stressed. And guess what? You're not hearing things either the way they're intended. You're missing a whole swaths of information. Uh, you are hearing things of the negative spin when they're not, I mean, all kinds of things. So it really affects your judgment and your listening skills. It drives your patience level down, right? You know that. It drives your irritability up. I mean, stress sucks, I think we can say, without too much, uh, without, I don't think I'm out on a big ledge here saying stress sucks. So, of course, hello, when all these kinds of, when all these areas of your life are affected, your communication skills go down the drain. You become more withdrawn, you become distracted, less affectionate when you're stressed. We become very narrowly focused on ourselves and our own survival uh, when we're stressed out. So, and that, when you're in a relationship, I will tell you, that has you competing with your partner. You compete for uh, attention, time, money, any resources in the partnership, and you really forget you're on the same team. And before long, you know, your partner is your enemy. It, it's terrible. And by the way, if you haven't listened to my TED talk yet, if you go on YouTube, Abby Metcalf TEDx or TED Talk, uh, I talk about the real reason relationships fail and I go into a lot of that about being a team and what that means. So anyway, if you're interested, if you haven't seen it yet, give it a like, hey, go listen. Anyway, so let's talk about stress in your brain. I'm trying to think of the order I wanna do things. I wanna talk about stress in your brain next. And I'm not gonna go deep on the brain stuff. So, so don't, you know, we're gonna, I'm really gonna get to the tips as quick as possible today, but, uh, cause they're gonna take a minute, but I, I, I wanna say a few things. So the National Institute of Mental Health defines stress as the brain's response to any demand, okay? Any demand, anything that your brain sees as a demand. So that's anything from paying a bill to someone yelling at you to having to get to work on time. Those are demands, they create stress. and those demands of the brain result in a set of physical responses, a set of responses that happen in your body. And I think, you know, Dr. Robert Sapolsky of Stanford, he's like the guy, if you haven't read his books yet, you know, well, you don't have, I talk about him a lot, so you can just listen to me, I guess, but he's amazing. He has a great Ted, Ted talk. Um, you know, he's anyway, he, he talks a lot about this and he has studied this quite a bit. So I'll, I'll paraphrase some of his, uh, points. And he talks about how chronic stress, you know, affects our nervous system, right? It actually, and it actually kills neurons in a part of your brain called the hippocampus. And your hippocampus is part of your brain's limbic system. And it's linked to uh, memory and learning. And so, and not only does stress kill the neurons, but it also weakens the connections between the ones that are left, the surviving ones, which makes it difficult for them to communicate. And that impairs the the actual formation of memories it it affects your retrieval of long-term memories it affects again like how memories are formed and stored into long-term memory all that so it's really affecting your ability to be realistic 
I know you think you're seeing something as it is, but you're not because of the way your brain has literally been damaged. Our brains are neuroplastic. And so we can change the real estate we can actually change like how big the hippocampus is or how small or shriveled or, or dying off. We can do that with stress, with what we think about. I know it's, it's, it's major. So you're affecting when you're affecting the hippocampus like this, you're affecting your ability to be able to store memories correctly. So things can be, so you don't see them realistically when something is happening, you see it as more negative. You give the negative more weight. You, it's hard to recall positive things. And so you're seeing things skewed now at the same time, get this because you know, we're built like incredible machines, chronic stress, so it's shriveling and shrinking this hippocampus, right? Which is affecting memory and how you form it and how you store it. But at the same time, this chronic stress does the opposite in another part of the limbic system, which is something I talk about a lot, your amygdala. I talk about the amygdala, I think all the time, right? I'm always chatting about your amygdala, which as you know, is the, the seat of fear in your brain. That's, that's, it's your brain's watch, your guard, you know, it's always on guard looking for threats, right? So while stress is busy shrinking and destroying things in your hippocampus, it's actually feeding and expanding the amygdala, the fear center of your brain. And, and that ain't good. You don't have to, right? You don't have to be a neuroscientist to know that it isn't good. It creates, you know, this sort of hot amygdala, this, you know, basically means that the, the, this fear part of your brain, it's hyper reactive. It's, it's lit up. It act, you know, it's a hysterical teenager. If you need some sort of, um, metaphor for it, that's what's happening. So again, you're not seeing things as they really are. So when you're stressed, you'll notice negative stuff way more and you're less able to stop yourself from reacting, you know, badly to, to those things that are happening. And you end up, impatient, uh, not giving other people, you know, the benefit of the doubt, you end up more irritable, more hostile. So arguments, arguments, of course, are way more likely to happen. You know, this is when those little things you, you, <laughs> you were passing by your partner and you mentioned something small. And next thing you know, you're talking divorce. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I just asked what kind of milk we use, you know, like, <laughs> Well, I didn't know that was going to be this, you know, or I, I question that there's 800 pillows on the bed when I have to make it. Can there be 700, you know? Uh, and next thing you know, you're need couples counseling. It's it. That's how those things happen and get so blown out of proportion. And it's really also the reason that your libido often has left the building, right? That your sex life has gone out the window if you're in a relationship or even not. When we're very stressed, sex isn't really chronic stress. Um, with chronic stress, we're not thinking of, uh, our libido does go down and we're just not thinking of, um, sex in the same way generally. Some people, of course, when they're super stressed, that's all they want to do is have sex as a kind of form of escape, like drinking or something else. So, and that's something a little different, but they're kind of two sides of the same coin. But for most people I know when they're really stressed, they even whatever, they just don't, they're not thinking about sex a lot. So here's where the rubber hits the road. Let's talk about the difference between stress and anxiety. Okay. And again, I'm going to be covering anxiety next week, but uh, uh, this 
for me, you know, I had learned a lot of tools for many years about how to deal with my anxiety or my stress. And I often found they weren't working and I couldn't figure out why they weren't working. And when I finally, you know, read enough and looked at enough, it, it, this aha moment of, oh, you do different things for stress than you do for anxiety because <laughs> they're different in the brain. They lead to one another, you know, stress leads to anxiety or can, but anxiety itself can just be there, right? So because, okay, so here's the difference between stress and anxiety. Stress is a response to an external cause and it goes away once that external issue is resolved. So you might feel a little stressed if a bill comes, but then you pay the bill and you realize you, you're okay, you got money in the account and you, the stress goes away, okay? Anxiety is a reaction to stress, but it's an internal issue. Anxiety is this per persistent or kind of excessive worry it, and it doesn't go away even when the stressor is no longer there. So I might've gotten that bill and I might've paid it and there was money in my account and there's still some left over, but I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I get another bill? What if something else comes in? I don't know if there's enough in there. I don't know. And then it's, it's all right. I'm perseverating, even though right this minute there was money to pay the bills. There's money in the account. I'm okay. But my brain is I'm anxious. Okay. So the, so you see the difference there? Hopefully you can see that. Okay. You're smart. I know you can see it. So since stress obviously can trigger anxiety, keeping your stress level as low as possible is the first rule of thumb really when you're dealing with anxiety. And it's why I split up the podcast. It, it occurred to me as I was doing it or the episode, sorry. I always say podcast when I mean episodes. Sorry, I'm old. I'm old. That's what happens. So because I realized, I was like, wow, stress, it's so such a big deal to try to take care of stress in your life in a very real way, and that will really help anxiety later, right? And then we'll, again, get to anxiety. So I thought I should just do a whole episode on stress and just how to relieve stress and how to effectively manage it, I should say. We always have stress. You, you can't get rid of stress. Stress is always going to be there. It's a case of whether or not you're managing it effectively, right? And and I, I want to encur strongly encourage anyone who's experiencing chronic stress or anxiety to, to you got to seek out a mental health professional. So I'm going to give you tips here, seven tips, and we're going to jump into them right now. But if something is that chronic and I love you and I'm here for you and I'm always here with, you know, evidence-based information. But if you find that you're listening to, to what I'm given and it's still not quite getting you there, I would really strongly encourage you to uh, find a mental health provider who is expert in whatever it is that you're dealing with. Okay. So I do want to say that. All right. And I hope that, I hope you get that for every podcast, every episode I put out. That's really um, how I want you to be thinking. All right. So tip number one is meditation. Damn it. I said it. I said it. I'm not afraid of you. I am not afraid of you. And I will keep talking about meditation. <laughs> you got to learn to meditate 15 minutes a day. It'll absolutely change your life. It's not as hard as you think. And it's absolutely the best way to deal with stress. And it's what's great about it is that it's preemptive. It helps stress not happen. It's prophylactic, meaning it, right? It's protective. So Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I have an entire episode on meditation and how to do it. I will link to it as I always do. I'll link to it, or you can come on over and get my, um, uh, there's a free meditation starter kit. And then there, I, that's free, no strings attached. And then I have the, I have a little course, a little, it's so cheap. It's a little course to teach you to meditate in for 15 minutes in just 15 days. Website, abbymedcalf.com. Go to the shop tab. All the free things are there as well as things you can pay for. So um, go, come on, just go get it already. I Don't make me torture you because I will. I'll torture you. But it, if you notice, I say a lot of the same things on the podcast but, uh, yeah, and then people don't do them. I'm like, hello. <laughs> These are the things. So friggin' start to meditate, damn it, if stress is an issue. But I will tell you, if you are super anxious, meditation isn't always great. And I will cover that next week. So, and I'll tell you what to do instead. So I know cliffhanger, you got to wait for next week and listen in. All right. Tip number two is you have to become a relaxation like promoter. You've got to become an advocate for stress relief in all of your relationships. So I mean, everywhere, you got to think about it and you could schedule a couple's massage you could make a commitment with your best friend to exercise, you know, go out for a walk every day. You could go to a night out at a comedy show, you know, schedule two fun things a month. You could get regular mani pedis as I do. And my nails are so fabulous from that. Uh, <laughs> you know, or just encouraging your partner to relax in some way they like. So, you know, going out with the girls for, I don't know, a day of wine tasting. People seem to like that here in the Bay Area because we got Sonoma and Napa nearby. I, you know, not my thing, but uh, g getting out with your friends for a few hours of soccer. I don't know, you know, but encourage your partner. Remember that your partner's stress is your stress. You're a shared resource. So helping them relax means helping yourself and your stress. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. So don't be, you're not envious because they got time to go do something that helps them relax. You're not thinking, Oh, what did I get? How come I didn't get? No, no, no. We're, we're, we're a team. We're a team. So all the relaxation all around is a good, good thing. Right. And, and you should absolutely don't be a martyr. You're not a victim. Make sure you have it too. Right. So it, it's a, it's a both and not an either or. All right. Even if you have kids, I know. All right. Tip number three is 
you have to make it a priority to get good sleep. You, you, you got to make it a priority. And I'm so sorry for everyone listening with little tiny children <laughs> or with high needs children who are up all night or whatever. But sleep needs to be a priority. Your day, I say it all the time, your day doesn't start when you turn off your alarm in the morning. Your day starts when you set the alarm the night before. Get your ass to bed at a reasonable hour and get shut eye. That is the key to being less stressed the next day, right? With good, uh, you know this already. But what do you do? You're like, oh, I have to stay up late. It's my only me time. That's when I'm relaxing. It is such bullshit. It's such a story you're telling yourself that has zero, and I mean zero, research behind it. Zero. And not only that, the research shows that that is more harmful to you than going to bed. If you sleep well, you wake up with more willpower for the day and you don't need all those hours at night to veg to be a vegetable. You don't. I don't need it, I'm telling you. And I used to. And I changed my life when I started doing the things that worked for my clients. And then I started using them myself. Who would have thought? And they work. So I am a crazy person with my sleep. I make sure I get to bed. I miss, I guess, a lot of things that are happening because my bedtime is more important. I'm okay with it. I I don't, you know, what do I, I what do I miss? I don't know. I don't really watch TV much. You know, I tend to read. Like, I, I guess there's things I'm not up on. Like, I don't, you know, I do like that 90 Day Fiance, I need to say. I'm watching that with my kids. It's kind of fun, my teenagers. Uh, but other than that, I don't know, some Project Runway sometimes on Netflix or something. I like, but other than that, there's really, there's not a lot of, you know, sitting down all night or, or binge watching something for hours and hours, or, you know, we watch a couple episodes and we go to bed, like, you know, right? Like, or an episode, whatever. But there's, I still go to bed on time. I, we start earlier and I, I end on time. You, you have to figure this out and you have to figure out what that means in your day. But sleep is your biggest predictor of good emotional regulation. If you want to manage your emotions better, if you, which includes your stress and anxiety, you've got to, got to, got to sleep. You are, we know that you get along from the research that you get along better with your partner. You're more productive. You're more creative at work. You're a more patient parent, and you'll even lose weight and be more satisfied in your life overall, all from the sleep research. <laughs> sleep, it's all about it. It'll increase your willpower battery, which is the best preventative measure you can have for feeling less stress. Become fiercely protective of your sleep, I say with so much love. I did a an episode many moons ago on why sleep is the secret to great relationships, where I give tons more information on sleep, and I think there's a wonderful um, handout with that, with like good sleep hygiene tips. So search for it on the website or search for it on whatever platform you use, and you should be able to find that. You know, sleep is the secret to great relationships. Abby Metcalf should pop right up. I think it was way back in season one, is my guess. So it's been a minute. Tip number four is you have to reprioritize. If you're really stressed chronically, what is all this fucking craziness for? Maybe it's time to reprioritize what you're doing and how you're quote unquote living. If you're stressed all the time with no end in sight, I, I don't know that I'd call that living. Sometimes there's stress, obviously, that has an end date. It's short term. You know, you're remodeling your kitchen, although that's not always so short term, is it? But you know what I mean. <laughs> um, 
there's things that are more short term that are stressful. It's starting a new job, you know, a death, something like that. They're stressful, but that's not chronic stress. What I find is that people are just way too busy and way too connected and they're not prioritizing what's important. You know, we get FOMO, you know, this, I did a whole episode on FOMO. Look that one up too. How to stop having FOMO. We have this fear of missing out. We say yes to all the invitations. It's really, if you're this busy, it's just too much. Your kids don't need to be in 90 activities to get into college. You know, their mental health should come first, not anything else. You know, make some choices. If it's ongoing, it's time to reassess and make some big decisions. If you had a year to live, is this what you'd be doing? So, you know, you know my stuff, get things off your plate or add resources as needed, but you you really have to think about your life if you have chronic stress. Maybe it is time to switch your job and maybe you can't do it right now, but start an exit plan. Start to really be thoughtful of how it can look. If it's it's going to feel very different to be in a job over the next year if you know you're leaving and you're making all the connections, you're doing all the things because you have a plan to go. It's going to feel very very different. When I when I left corporate, I had a plan. You know, it took me a while. I was like, okay, how am I going to get out of this? Where's the money going to come from? You know, what's going to happen? And it's scary at first. It is. I remember I was terrified, but you make the choices and you figure it out and you set yourself up for success. That's how you do it. Okay. Tip number five is to eat the frog. So I'll explain what that means. So since, since stress is caused by an external factor, right? That's what we said. It's caused by an external thing. That's stress, not anxiety. You want to tackle issues head on. That is always the way to go with stress. That is not true for anxiety, by the way. So when I give anxiety tips later, it's going to be a little different. But I will tell you that tackling, like going after your schedule is is kind of always the best way to go, though, stress or anxiety. And the, so you want to schedule and make it the hard things, the thing you do first. Okay, the things you've been putting off, things you procrastinated. So for example, if you need to pay your bills and you've been procrastinating, put it on your schedule for tomorrow morning before you do anything else. Uh, Right now, get your bills together, put them in a little pile next to your computer. You don't have to do it now. It's always nice sometimes when we divide things up. (laughs) If you're too scared to even look at your bills, just pull one out, I don't care. But, and then tomorrow have it in your schedule, you know, or every Thursday, morning from 8 to 8 30 you pay bills like that's any bills that have come in you pay and if you have any time left over which of course you will it's not going to take you a half hour every week to pay bills um you can do something fun play some games on your phone i don't know meditate do something else but put it in if you've been you know delaying making that root canal appointment because it's going to hurt you think it's not by the way schedule the call for tomorrow first thing and mark twain called this eat the frog which basically means doing the hardest thing first you eat the frog you get it over with and i will tell you what i love about eating the frog and it is how i do things i feel like such a badass the rest of the day i have so much relief do you know the relief think of it right now something that's on that fucking to-do list you know i hate to-do lists something that's on there that's so that's been on and on and on you've been putting off and putting off imagine actually doing it and we all know when you do it don't every time every time you're like oh my gosh why did i put that off for so long that wasn't so hard i know we all do it (laughs) so 
when you, it's why I work out first thing in the morning. I literally roll out of bed and go work out because I don't like it. That is my eating the frog. That is my hardest thing of the day. So I just do it. I, I don't decide to do it. Do you know what I, like if you're deciding to do it, that's where, of course, your brain is like, oh, do it later, do it later. <laughs> and I know, because I've tried it before, if I try to work out later in the day, never happens. Never, ever, ever. I don't have time. It's the same day. You know, I don't know. Because I've, I've tried, I'm like, oh, I'll wake up early and do other work. And then I'll have time later. Nope. Nope. It, it's just too hard. I put it off. I don't want to do it. So I got to do it when I, I don't want to, I can't think about it. And I do that with anything. If I, you know, if I have to call my accountant about something, if I have to uh, call a client that I'm, or uh, talk to someone that I'm really concerned about, I'm anxious about, I do those things first. Right now, my clients are listening, going, does she call me first? No, it's not you. So uh, that's really important. Should be top of your list. All right. Tip number six is to work on increasing your positive emotions. So no matter what the stress is about, having more positive emotions in your life is going to help you combat the negative effects of stress. And I will link in the show notes. I did a four-part series on how to stop negative thinking and all that. It's episodes 111, 112, 113, and 114. I know, it's a lot. It's like four episodes about how to stop negative thinking, where it comes from, and all my little tools, okay? Uh, so I would go there and take a look <laughs> if this is something you really want to do so that you can start cultivating feelings like gratitude, joy, uh, fun, laughter, contentment, love, right? This is one of your best ways to deal with stress because when you are in that part of your brain, your neocortex, you know, where your spirituality lives, where your compassion, your joy, your fun, that, that frontal lobe is lit up, you know, your uh, prefrontal cortex, your neocortex, all the goods, right? Your amygdala, that, that scary part of your brain can't light up. It doesn't come on at the same time. So when you're involved, right? in something really wonderful and you're in appreciation and you're in those feelings, you it will, again, be sort of prophylactic, protective against ne this negative thought. So you really want to work, make it your, I do, I work on this. No one's happy. Oh, she's just happy. He's just upbeat. No, it's always a practice. It's always a way of thinking that you've practiced to be this way. Trust me. And there are times for any of us when we are down in the dumps, <laughs> having a pity party, that's all okay to do, you know, occasionally, of course. It's just not a way of life. And 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 you got to work on that. It's a skill to, it's having more positive emotions is a skill. It's a skill. So, you know, listening to an inspiring song, if music is your thing, start every day with lots of loud music. I don't know. Uh, listen to my podcast. That's got to inspire you. Uh, or, or more, more Amazon number one bestselling book. Have you bought it yet? Be happily married. Even if your partner won't do a thing. And even if you're not married, it's going to be good. Uh, I actually really do suggest it for single people. It's a good way to get ready anyway, and to attract the right person, but listen to an inspiring book during your commute, something uh, have everyone share a win at the at dinner every night. Take a walk after dinner. Play a fun game with your friends or family. Take that pottery class you've been putting off. Join a team. Write in a gratitude journal daily. I, I could go on. I, these are literally off the top of my head. Stress screws with us. It <laughs> Right? Stress screws with us. 
stress makes us focus on the negative. So again, you can help combat it by actively deciding to focus on the positive instead. And when you increase those positive emotions, you're gonna get more perspective on your problems. And with perspective comes peace. You're gonna see this isn't as bad. You know, there, there's a bigger picture here. So perspective is really the queen, the king and queen. Queen's better, right? <laughs> of being in a more positive place and being less stressed. Okay. And that actually brings us to tip number seven, my final tip, which uh, is a tool for getting perspective. And that is to practice rational emotive therapy. So if you want to get rid of any, really any unwanted emotion, stress, anger, whatever, you have to change your thoughts first because we feel the way we think. And it's, I say it all the time, it's what we think or tell ourselves about an event that makes us feel something. It's not the event itself. You could have two different people in a traffic jam and they're reacting two different ways. I see it all the time. <laughs> One's angry, yelling, road raging and screaming, and the other leans back, turns up the music and seizes a chance to relax, right? Before getting to work. The reason for this is because it's not the traffic jam that's causing the anger or the calmness. It's each person's thoughts and beliefs about the traffic. So you feel the way you think about a situation or a person. And if you want to change how you feel, if you want to feel less stressed about it, you've got to change how you think about that situation. And RET or rational emotive therapy, which was created by Dr. Albert Ellis, is my favorite tool to change your thoughts and beliefs so you can improve your feelings. I did an entire episode on this on how to practice it, which I'll absolutely link to in the show notes and on the on the blog post page, which is the relationship tips and tools page. But I'm also, because I love you, going to link the I have a um a little tool to help you do it. And it's really, it's basically that you, you have a situation, you write down what your beliefs are about it, and then you write what your feelings are, and then you dispute the beliefs and you have new beliefs and you have new feelings. It's kind of, but it's, it's, it's nitty gritty. I, I write it all out. It's really, um, it's, I still use this exercise. I've probably been using it for 30 years now. Oh my God, is that true? 25 years? I'd like to say less. <laughs> I've been using it a long time. And it's very, very effective to, get yourself out of stress, feeling so stressed or upset about something and to see it in a more realistic view, to get, engage your brain differently. I mean, it's really, it's been around a long time because it works. And so you can get that tool um, by coming on over to the podcast page or the relationship tips and tool page, and you can download it there. And those are my tips. There you go. I gave you a lot today. So Next week, like I said, tune in because we're going to get nitty gritty on anxiety and all the tools for anxiety, which are different than all the tools I had today. I know. And even if you have, you know, if you've been diagnosed with anxiety, trust me, doing these things around stress, some of them, and when I give you the anxiety tools next week, you really be able to see where you use which thing, because there are times when you have anxiety that you're actually just feeling some stress and it hasn't turned into anxiety yet. And you can kind of nip something in the bud, so to speak. Uh, you can stop it before it really gets bad. So there you have it. I'm really, 
Let's have a moment together. I'm really excited that you stayed till the end. Yay. Uh, again, if depending on where you're watching me or listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Having a moment. I love this time with you. It means it means more to me than it does to you. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I know it means a lot to you because uh, so many of you write in, which I never get tired of reading the emails. I'm telling you right now. And I always love to hear from you. And that's it. So this week, really be mindful. Think about what you do want, not what you don't want. And come back to these notes, you know, over and over. And make something that you learned today a more consistent part of your life. All right. I love you so, so much. I'm sending, I'm sending a big hug right now. I can feel, I, I'm sending it, I'm sending it, cynical New Yorker, but it's my little Jewish mother. Uh, have an amazing week and I'm going to talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.